bit of unexpected Balam in Wednesday's episode, as well as an extra Ben scene that further highlighted Kat's harshness towards him as he tries to assure Tommy. So Bernie's gone into labor with Stuart and Rainey's baby, and when Callum spots Mitch outside the Atkins house with Mac and Mia, and not en route to the hospital with Karen, he's a bit confused, having presumed that Mitch would have been told. I'm not sure who by, as Bernie was a little busy, but maybe he's just surprised that the news hasn't spread yet, so he takes that job on himself. Ben's there too making a typical Ben comment about women's bits freaking him out and understanding why Mitch might want to give it a miss, and they look a right pair with their coffees to go, gossip on hand. The only thing missing was Ben's cochlear processor. Yep, a pretty big oops there. Maybe they thought they were going to be shooting at angles where you can't see it, but we had a few shots of Ben's head where it should have been there. It could have been missing for a number of reasons, they used a rehearsal take, it fell off on set and couldn't be glued back on, or they just forgot, a drawback of choosing to use a style of processor that's more discreet than the typical processors available, but it's such an important feature of Ben's, the character cannot process sound without it. He physically wouldn't have been able to tell what Callum had been saying to Mitch. And it's not just important for the character, it's important to have that representation of the community accurately portrayed at all times. If it's something that is easily forgotten, then they need to make sure things are in place to make up for that, big red letters on a brief, or signage in the wardrobe or props department, or spare glue they can bring to set. Notes to everyone involved in getting the processor on air to make sure they all know. Visibility is vital. Anyway, back to the scene and Callum jumps at the chance to tell Mitch about how he got a text from Stuart to say Bernie's gone into labor and that they're on their way to the hospital. It sufficiently distracts Mitch long enough for Mac and Mia to close the front door behind him, locking Mitch out. And now he's in a dilemma because he needs to round up Karen and get her to the hospital for Bernie, but also can't leave the kids in the house alone. As he runs up to the house to try and coax them out, Ben comments on Callum's choice of words about Stuart, that going nuts implies he hasn't already. Callum's obviously told him all about Warren and how infuriating he is, as Ben declares he needs a slap, and although Callum himself was about two seconds away from delivering one to him himself the other day, Callum reminds him that there's been enough trouble around lately, as they stand outside the house where Gray killed two people. It's obviously a conversation they've already had, with Ben proposing a physical confrontation as a solution. Ben changes the subject then, suggesting they get away before they get roped into whatever situation has unfolded in front of them, Mitch banging on the door of the house trying to get the kids to open it. It's hilarious that Ben happens to use the PC Plod nickname for Callum just as he agrees with Ben and then walk off together, with Callum even taking a glance up at the house where Mitch is having a mare. Two young children locking themselves in a house? Don't know what you're talking about. It reminds me of when they were supposed to keep an eye on Rainy in the club but then left and got chips. It just amuses me how they popped up briefly to cause a bit of chaos and then ran away, coffees in hand. Later in the episode, Ben arrives in the cafe to see Tommy sitting at the table with Kat, and asks how it's going. I don't think the parallels are lost on him, he knew back when he heard Phil was giving Tommy boxing lessons and confronted Phil about history repeating itself. He had reached for a wrench, and now he'll have heard that Tommy had a knife on him. So what he wants to do is give Tommy the reassurance that he would like to give the 14-year-old version of himself, that everyone makes mistakes, you just have to live and learn and not be too hard on yourself. Despite Kat's incredulous response about learning not to carry a deadly weapon, Ben emphasizes the need for Tommy to learn from his mistakes. If he can do that then he'll be alright. The cat interprets it as hypocrisy, 
pointing out that learning from his mistakes isn't exactly something he or Phil do, and that Tommy doesn't need another Mitchell pep talk so Ben needs to keep his nose out. First of all, it was Phil who gave Tommy the Mitchell pep talk that led to him feeling the need to stand up to his bullies with a knife. Secondly, Kat had no bother giving Ben a Mitchell pep talk herself when she wanted him to take the dodgy business off her hands. The stuff about showing Phil he wasn't a waste of space, proving everyone wrong. That's classic Mitchell attitude, but now Kat's bristling at Ben giving Tommy advice to learn from his mistakes, which is the opposite of Mitchell advice actually, it's actually sensible and doesn't involve being a stubborn git, so it's just unnecessarily harsh for Kat to lash out at Ben like that. She could be embarrassed over the business and having to take Ben up on the offer so is overcompensating by being extra mean to him, covering her pride, or she's using Ben as an outlet for her anger at Phil, because if she acknowledged that they need to cut ties with Phil then she risks losing the laundrette business as well, and the house. Essentially Ben's an easy target as a symbol of the Mitchell values that have impacted Tommy, although Kat doesn't seem to realize that Ben was in Tommy's shoes once too. Or at least doesn't want to acknowledge it. So Ben is basically told to do one, and he does. Finding out that Tommy stabbed one of his bullies would have no doubt brought up bad memories for Ben, at a time when he's already struggling with bad memories after the attack in January. Makes you wonder if that's deliberate and if they're going to connect the two down the line. No bottom spoilers for the week ahead, but a few little things to mention. Firstly, Danielle Harold did the Lord's work in capturing Max listening to his comm app whilst having a nap on set. A sign he's on set for lengthy amounts of time, maybe? We can hope. It was Max's three-year anniversary of his first appearance as Ben on Friday, so here's the link to his first scene and first Duff Duff, to refresh your memory. The EE social media team's April Fool's prank was an announcement that there'd be a musical episode of EE, and it just made me sad that it wasn't actually happening, because I'd be totally on board with that. Maybe we'll get a return of the musical features for children in need, their last one was back in 2018 with a Disney theme which Tony got in on, and since we're already reminiscing, have the link to that too. Hoping for a return to these epic productions. And finally, Max is back doing his charity football matches after Woking and Horley last year, first one is Sunday 24th April at Northampton, tickets here, and then Sunday 22nd May at Birmingham, tickets here. There should also be live streams like there was last year so if you can't make it then I'm sure we'll still be able to see Max running about the pitches from our living rooms.